podcast. Uh, so quite a few days have passed. I think we'll have a decent sized show today. Um, but there's not as much as I'd like to talk about as usual, so we'll go ahead and get started. Um, the first thing that came up uh, was actually from Thursday, um, and this is from Austin Aries. He tweeted out, know when to walk away from anyone or anything that doesn't value you. Self-worth is never determined by others. Hashtag Thursday thoughts. So I thought that that was a really good thought, really good brain dropping to share on the podcast. Um, and interesting timing, because he's tweeting this at the same time of, of you know his situation with WWE when he left, uh, it looks like Neville might be in the same situation. Although some rumors have come out saying that that's not true, um, you know, still the thought itself I think is a really good thought, um, and it's something that I think a lot of people should you know think about. Um, Duncan Trussell tweeted out. And when the angel broke the third seal, the internet became filled with rednecks rap battling Eminem, Book of Revelations 1322. Uh, so Duncan Trussell obviously talking about the uh, rap that Eminem did about Donald Trump on BET. Um, you know, uh, obviously he's got some strong opinions about Donald Trump, um, a lot of which I think a lot of people share. Um, but for the Trump supporters, as Duncan Trussell points out, the rednecks may end up rap battling Eminem. So I thought that was pretty good too. Uh, then there was this tweet, which I thought was pretty clever from Matthew. He said, when shops start selling Halloween and Christmas stuff in the same aisle, and it shows Kane with, uh, looks like Albert in the big show with Kane masks on uh, and Kane wearing Christmas hat, Santa Claus had like crazy stuff there. Uh, then Donald Trump said that he met with the president of the Virgin Islands, which is actually him. What he meant to say was the governor. Texas, and I left Florida, and I left Louisiana, and I went to Puerto Rico, and I met with the president of the Virgin Islands. Uh, these are people that are incredible people. They've suffered gravely, and will be there. We're going to be there. So a pretty big mistake there because he is the president of the Virgin Islands. <laughs> it's literally called the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, Aaron Blake tweeted out, Trump botches reference to the president of the Virgin Islands a day after Rick Perry called Puerto Rico a country. So clearly the people within that administration are not the brightest people. They're not the best people, as Donald Trump said. Uh, leading into his presidency. Uh, then there was this tweet from Jeffrey Miller, uh, which is kind of disturbing. It says, a new undergrad survey says 81% agree words can be a form of violence, and 30% say it's okay to use violence to stop free speech. Um, so those are definitely some pretty disturbing numbers. Speaking of numbers, uh, Mike Smithson, uh, the other day in the podcast we were talking about Brexit. Um, it seems like the momentum for Brexit in terms of the public opinion has changed. Uh, Mike Smithson tweeted out, wrong to leave EU takes its biggest lead yet, five points, in YouGov's refer referendum tracker. Uh, so now 47% think it was wrong for the, to vote for Brexit, 42% say that it was right. And you see the difference there, the 5%.
and you also see uh, since last February uh, how it's changed pretty dramatically. Uh, fresh figures from the YouGov suggest almost two-thirds of the public now think the Brexit negotiations are going badly. Um, so again, kind of similar, except the difference is quite staggering now. 64% uh, uh, say that it's going badly, 21% say that it's going well. And then uh, Kaya Burgess tweeted out, uh, this would be a much more illustrative uh, illustrative graph uh, of what people think about Brexit right now. Um, it just goes, ah. So I thought that was pretty funny with scribbles there out of frustration. Um, unfortunately, I can't play this clip. I want to, uh, but I know it'll get us yanked off of uh, YouTube uh, if, we, if we play it. But I highly recommend everybody checks out twitter.com slash Newton to see the link for this clip. Uh, it's actually Samantha B talking about uh, Weinstein, and we haven't really talked about Weinstein on this podcast because number one, I just feel like it's such a disgusting issue. Um, number one, because of what he did to all those women. Number two, uh, because of the cover-ups that constantly were happening in Hollywood with the police, with the New York Times, um, all of those things. Um, and then the third way that I'm disgusted by it is the white knight treatment that it's been getting. How all, all of a sudden everybody's just against this guy when there were people that were supporting him before. And it, everything about it is disgusting. I think chief among them, and I, I don't want to downplay the major one, um, it is disturbing what he did with all of those women in his position. Um, I think that that is by far the most disgusting aspect of it. Um, but on a lesser scale, you've got those two other items, the people that covered it up and now the white knight people that are pretty disingenuous with what they're saying about this issue. Um, but obviously, Samantha B is not a white knight when it comes to what she's saying here. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that she said, which I really liked, I thought was funny, is she called Weinstein uh, the white Cosby. Uh, so I thought that was pretty good. Um, so after the NLDS, uh, the Nationals ended up losing to the Cubs after a crazy Game 5. Um, it seemed like they were going to win it, and then they just did everything they could to blow it. Uh, it's probably going to cost them their manager. Um, but what I was saying after that game is that the Nationals have now replaced the Cubs as the most cursed team in sports after last night. Um, then I tweeted about a tweet from Shams uh, Sharania. Uh, he was saying that uh, Cleveland is in advanced talks on a deal to send Richard Jefferson and Kay Felder to Atlanta. League sources tell the vertical. Uh, so I said, what a pickup. Why are the Hawks doing this favor for the Cavs exactly? And shortly right after, I got my answer from Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, who was tweeting out, Cleveland is sending Atlanta two future second round picks in the deal. League sources tell ESPN. Uh, so it's easy to forget, but the NBA is one of the few leagues where a trade can be totally one-sided, where you don't actually get anything except cap relief. And I think that's so um, twisted uh, that a team that's not managed properly on paper, like the Cleveland Cavaliers constantly are, as they try to you know meet the demands of King James, um, 
I, I think it's ridiculous that they've got like an easy button that they can push and just trade draft picks along with players to clear roster space, to clear cap space. Um, it shouldn't be that easy for a team like that who already gets the benefit of, you know, veteran players wanting to play there for, you know, minimum amounts of money. Um, it's just a very strange league that seems to, in my opinion, prop up uh, these super teams with allowing bullshit like this. Um, you know, Atlanta gets two future second round draft picks, but they're getting two players that they're not really going to use, and it's just a total joke and a scam, I think. Uh, billionaire Mindset, though, on a later note, said, uh, Hope, uh, hold on, pain ends is what hope stands for. So I thought that was pretty good. Uh, then there was an article about uh, magic mushrooms, uh, and it has images actually uh, showing uh, what appears to be physically physical change in depressed brains after the use of magic mushrooms. So I thought that, that was a pretty interesting article. Uh, it's on twitter.com slash thejohndnewton, and it's uh, flip.it is the source. Uh, so pretty interesting uh, look at magic mushrooms and the effect they can have there. Uh, then there was this crazy video of a guy that was teasing a bull and he's wearing a red shirt which even though he's behind a fence that's probably not the smartest idea and he's waving like a white towel so I'm not quite sure what he's thinking but the bull charges at him breaks one of the bars in the fence and then goes after him uh, this video for some reason keeps loading but you get the just he breaks into the cage and he just goes after this guy um, and it gets pretty brutal for the full video definitely check out twitter.com slash the John D Newton and you'll see the whole thing very crazy video um, then there was this a woman apparently put up I think is a Facebook status maybe as a, as a uh, tweet uh, male privilege is wearing the same outfit multiple times to events, well girls can't wear the same dress twice no matter how cute it is. And uh, Lalo, I think, tweeted out on behalf of all men, there isn't a single straight man on earth that cares if you wear the same cute dress twice. The negative comments will come from other women. And I think that's true, and I think, unfortunately, um, with the ridiculous things and disgusting things that Weinstein did, that it's given, like, carte blanche to women to go into all these other topics of things that, you know, bug them, which I understand, but this is an example of kind of the white knight stuff that I'm kind of tired of that I was talking about earlier. Um, this is very clear what Lilo is saying, I believe is true. A guy, a straight guy, so you've got to make that distinction in today's day and age, um, really doesn't care um, you know for me personally I don't really care if a girl wears the same cute dress um, you know for a week you know as long as it's washed I would say <laughs> um, that's the only thing that I would care about is just hygiene there but um, yeah like a, a straight guy I don't think gives two fucks about that 
whereas I think that criticism that she's talking about would be coming from another woman and I think that that is something to talk about um, you know the competition amongst women uh, how they look um, how ugly sometimes women can be to each other about things like that I think that's worth talking about but to kind of put that in the same conversation as male privilege and the disgusting actions of Harvey Weinstein is without a doubt misguided um, and I totally agree with Lalo and I think he deserves a lot of credit for stepping up for a lot of men in that discussion and uh, you know setting the record straight that it in reality a straight guy really doesn't give a shit what dress you're wearing um, you know that criticism would come from another woman and I think that that is 100% true. Um, but on the flip side, uh, and on a much more positive note, according to one study, 50% of men say a girl asking them out is a turn-on. Um, I think that number is a bit low. I think, you know, sometimes surveys can be a bit misleading. I think that that number is probably, in reality, a lot higher. Um, I can speak for myself. I would definitely consider it a turn-on. Uh, if a girl's asking me out, um, although that doesn't always happen, uh, you know, it's usually the guy that's asking the girl out. Um, when it does happen, there's something to that. There's something to, you know, a woman's confidence to approach a guy and to ask them out like that. I think that that's where the turn-on comes in, into play, at least for me. Um, yeah, I thought that, that was a really interesting study that Uberfax was talking about. Um, then there was a video uh, tweeted out, I believe, by Uberfax showing how a starfish walks on land, and it's actually pretty creepy to watch. Um, you'll see kind of the bottom of the starfish, which usually, you know, you see the starfish and you see it all dried up, but you see it's like tentacles, like moving around, like flagella, uh, if you remember in biology, like little tails, but several of them just moving around as the starfish just kind of moves very slowly on the ground but it is pretty interesting to watch um, and pretty creepy it looks very much like a squid almost um, in terms of the movement maybe a little bit slower than a squid but uh, definitely very interesting something that you don't see every day um, so I wanted to definitely share that on the podcast for sure uh, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out, lots of movement in the NBA as the regular season uh, gets closer. Uh, Cleveland has waived Kendrick Perkins. Uh, he came to camp in terrific shape. Uh, this gives the Cavaliers now, especially with the trade to Atlanta, which we talked about, uh, it gives them a 15-man roster um, as they get you know towards the regular season. They've got a little look down. Um, but apparently Cleveland actually offered Perkins an opportunity at coaching, uh, but Perkins allegedly is, is looking uh, to play in the league. Also somebody that's looking to play in the league again is Amika Okafor, um, who I remember, I think most of you guys will remember, uh, he was supposed to be the big star player for the Charlotte Bobcats back in the day when they were an expansion team. Um, we'll see what happens with those two. Uh, then Dana White tweeted out, uh, Everlast, who was a big supporter of the Vegas shootings, is playing tonight. If you're in Vegas, check them out. Um, obviously what he meant to say there 
uh, and I tweeted this out, Dana should really add victims at the end of shootings there, otherwise it makes Everlast seem really evil, because how he wrote it, he was a big supporter of the Vegas shootings, that's not what he meant to say, it was a big supporter of the Vegas shooting victims. Um, what was funny though is that Dana White tweeted right after that, I will not reword it, you know what the fuck I meant. <laughs> So the internet catching Dana White on a mistake and, uh, you know, Dana White saying, you know, forget you guys, you know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to redo it. Um, to Dana White's credit, uh, he's been hyping a fight between Bisping and uh, the return of uh, George St. Pierre, and I think that how he's doing it shows how good of a marketing genius he is. Number one, he did it in Toronto at the Hockey Hall of Fame. So, you know, getting a lot of Canadians' attentions that way. Uh, and then number two, uh, they actually, all three of them showed up, uh, Dana White, George St. Pierre, and uh, Michael Bisping. Uh, they all showed up uh, for the opening ceremonies of the uh, Hockey Night in Canada game between Montreal and Toronto. Uh, so if you want to get Canadians' attentions, uh, you've you've gone about it the right way. So Dana White's still showing how good he is at the marketing game. Uh, then I had some thoughts going way back into politics, and by way back I mean a little bit less than a year. Um, it's funny because you hear Hillary supporters and sometimes even Hillary herself talking about the fact that she beat Donald Trump in a contest that they weren't even having, which was the popular vote. And I think that that is a good way to look at it. Um, you know, I'm not a Donald Trump fan or supporter by any stretch, but the popular vote was not the contest that they were having. Uh, so I, I think that that sums it up perfectly. Like, Hillary beat Donald Trump in a contest that they weren't having. The contest is, of course, uh, the, the college vote there, and uh, that's not what Hillary won. And ironically, before that, Donald Trump was campaigning saying that the system was rigged. So I think, you know, as you look back in time and what's quickly becoming history as time goes by so quickly, um, those two things I think should definitely be put into context. Um, then I was thinking about Obamacare, especially with what's been going on lately. And if you think about it, as much shit as Obamacare gets, it was actually an ingenious, persuasive move. Now hear me out on this. Even in its failure, Obama set it up that way. He even said that publicly. Obama didn't get exactly what he wanted with Obamacare, which is what he stated. Uh, but once it's out there, it's impossible for politicians to pull back coverage. They'll just have to fix it. So what do you hear about Obamacare today from politicians? We're going to keep the good parts and then whatever they say after that. The rest doesn't really matter because keep the good parts are the key words and it's exactly what Obama had planned. Um, but having said that, if you look at Donald Trump and his campaign um, going back in time, uh, it goes to show you that the best persuasion is usually fear. Um, and then a, another tweet that I had, uh, just watching a lot of stuff lately with Shannon Briggs, is that 
I was saying, if I took a shot for every time Shannon Briggs says, let's go champ, I would have been dead yesterday. <laughs> but I'm just joking about that. I think, uh, you know, despite what's happened to Shannon Briggs recently with, um, you know, his his testosterone levels and, you know, the controversy there, um, I, I think that in terms of having a positive influence over people and, you know, having a mantra that gets people thinking positively, you know, let's go champ, let's go champ, let's go champ, like, that mantra, I think, is really a positive thing, um, and, I, you know, I make fun of it, but I think it is effective, and it is, um, you know, an interesting thing. Uh, John Morosi tweeted out a really interesting thing as well, uh, Justin, Justin Verlander is the third pitcher this century with postseason starts of nine or more innings, 13 or more strikeouts, and zero or one earned run, joining the likes of Tim Lynchcomb for the Giants in 2010 and Roger Clemens in 2000. Uh, so obviously this, this century is not that old. It's only you know 17 years old, roughly. Uh, but you know Verlander, Lynchcomb, and Clemens is a pretty elite class uh, in the 21st century. Uh, Billionaire Mindset also tweeted out a really good one. Everyone has the same 24 hours each day. It's how you spend it that matters. Um, and then I tweeted out, um, you know, talking about the 21st century, one of the issues in the 21st century is uh, this desire to create more and more gender pronouns. And uh, it, it, it's become really insane. Uh, one of the gender pronouns for other kins is worm self, and I wish I was making that up, uh, but I think that that might be the lowest self-esteem one. <laughs> um, and we'll wrap up this podcast. I knew it was going to be a short one. Uh, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing grows there. Uh, so sometimes you have to grow outside of your comfort zone to get things done. Uh, so I want to thank you guys for watching this short podcast. Uh, we will see you guys on the next one.